You are a monarch, like your parents before you, a ruler of a small, pleasant kingdom of rivers and evergreens. Unlike your parents, however, you have hopes and dreams. You want a bigger and more pleasant kingdom, with more rivers and a wider variety of trees. You want a dominion. In all directions lie fiefs, freeholds, and feudums. All are small bits of land controlled by petty lords and verging on anarchy. You will bring civilization to these people, uniting them under your banner. But wait! It must be something in the air. Several other monarchs have had the exact same idea. You must race to get as much of the unclaimed land as possible, fending them off along the way. To do this, you will hire minions, construct buildings, spruce up your castle, and fill your treasury. Your parents wouldn't be proud, but your grandparents, on your mother's side, would be delighted. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Raise a Glass. My name is Eric Lintola. And I am Hunter Danson. And today we're going to be talking about a game that's close to both of our hearts, uh, Dominion. Mm -hmm. uh, you just heard the introduction to it. Uh, the original base game as read by our very own Hunter Danson. But before we dive into not only discussing Dominion, but today we are also going to be playing Dominion. Oh boy. Um, mm, good stuff. Uh, Hunter, I got to know what's in your glass. I've got some throat coat and honey getting over a uh, throat nose cold. So gotta have it yeah what's in your glass well i was trying to decide in light of it being election day what the most patriotic democratic uh drink <laughs> is that you can consume here in the united states my thoughts wandered near and far and back near again and i decided upon whole milk <laughs> okay because uh, that's not something that other people drink in other countries to the best of my knowledge uh, and it was also in our fridge. So I, I opened our fridge door, reached to the back of the rack, grabbed the partially um, drank whole milk, opened it, smelled it, and realized it was no longer a uh, viable option. So instead, I went for what uh, in, in all reality is a truly – Patriotic drink of mm. water. <laughs> I just like to speak to the beauty of the Great Lakes. Uh, thankfully, this water doesn't come from them, but they are some of the great largest bodies, the largest bodies of fresh water in the world. Uh, actually, I think the uh, the lake that provides the water for my area is, and I'm not joking here, um, Hemlock Lake. Mm. Interesting. Great name, right? It's, uh, yeah. Uh, and that might not be the exact one, but that's one of the ones nearby. But uh, here it is to some Isn't good old water. Isn't poisonous? <sighs> Only if your name is uh, Socrates. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, don't go buy some, buy any at your local uh, pharmacy. Probably not a great decision. Mm-hmm. So, Hunter, uh, what are you raising a glass and pouring one out for this week? 
This week, I am raising a glass to Charlie Brown. Uh, my wife and my son and I, we watched the Peanuts movie the mm. other night. Um, and they did a really, really good job with it. Uh, I think it captures the spirit of Charlie Brown. And it has really um, creative animation, both the style and the things that they do with the animation. And I was just really uh, feeling Charlie Brown when I was watching the movie because he gets so close to success multiple times throughout the movie, <laughs> only for something to go disastrously wrong. Um, and he does eventually, you know, talk to this girl that he is trying to talk to for the whole mm. movie. Um, Peppermint Patty? No, no. 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 It's Oh, it's the red-haired girl. Yes, the red-haired girl. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes, yes. We never learned the name of the yep. Peppermint Patty. Peppermint Patty has a crush on Chuck. Yeah, and he writes a book report on war and peace. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, it's I was I was really enjoying it. Um and then the next day I felt a little like Charlie Brown when I went to pour my cereal and I had it almost full and I gave it one last shake and a very large a whole nother bowl of cereal came out of the <laughs> cereal box and spilled all over the floor. Um well, don't go cooking any uh, footballs. Yeah. Uh, don't trust anybody named Lucy. <laughs> no. But I'm I'm pouring one out for um ripped tea bags. Mm-hmm. Because I poured some tea earlier today and the tea bag was ripped and I didn't notice and I took a sip and I literally poured that one out. <laughs> That's very funny. Mm-hmm. How about you? I know I had a couple throughout the week, but I've forgotten them. Um, but one of the things that I'm going to raise a glass to is is music, um, and specifically getting the chance to play the ukulele and uh, sing with with uh, my son. Nice. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun uh, singing together, and yeah. so um, yeah. So that's a, that's something I'm raising a glass to. Uh, we've been working on uh, You've Got a Friend in Me, mm-hmm. which has so many more chords than um, Someone to Lava, which is you know, <laughs> like you go from three chords and Someone to Lava to like 10 chords. Uh, yeah. And so I've been using it as a way to to work on my chord progressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yes. as we kind of master some songs, I'll then go on to new ones mm-hmm. that are forcing me to learn more of the instrument. Uh, and I'm working on that with the guitar too. So. Nice. Better watch out. I'm coming for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then this is a really. I'm gonna. I'm pouring one out for the flat prongs on a three pronged plug. <laughs> so you know the two flat ones, yes. and then there's a circular one. Yes. So I was uh, trying to plug in a monitor, an external monitor for a coworker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to shove the the three prong plug behind the cubicle to like get it to plug in well, and somehow grabbed onto it too hard, and like something happened, and I actually have a cut, and thankfully it's starting <laughs> to heal up from the flat edge of one of the flat edges <laughs> on the three prong plug. <laughs> like one of the most ridiculous things. 
Wow. Really? That that's gonna get me? <laughs> I was trying to plug in a plug today and it just wasn't mm. fitting in the outlet because the two prongs weren't like you know, sometimes mm. they're too yep. wide or yep. too tall. It was mm-hmm. thankfully I had another outlet, but well, one thing I will say to the positive part of three prong plugs is they always keep you grounded. Hmm. Can you say that again? They always keep you grounded. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's. <laughs> uh, there we go. That sounds like a perfect segue into yeah. the, the very grounded aspect that is Dominion. Um, the cover stories for all of the base game and expansions for this, this game are just absolutely incredible. Um, but Hunter, I'm going to walk us through kind of the little bit of the basics of what the game is. So if you've never played it before, um, maybe it'll, maybe it'll help you. And I'm going to start by reading just a little bit from the game itself. And then I'll add a few more details. This is a game of building a deck of cards. The deck represents your dominion. It contains your resources, victory points, and the things you can do or actions. It starts out a a small, sad collection of estates and coppers, but you hope that by the end of the game, it will be brimming with gold provinces and the inhabitants and structures of your castle and kingdom. You win by having the most victory points in your deck when the game ends. So, um, if you've never played a deck building game before, um, the way that it the, this one works, um, or if you've played many ones but never played Dominion, is you start with ten cards in your deck. Seven of them are coins, and seven and three of them are victory points. And you draw five cards. Every turn starts by drawing five cards, and with your money, you purchase other cards. And as the game goes on you're able to purchase more cards that are of higher value. And those cards that you purchase have stronger qualities to them. They might be, you might, you know, gold is worth, you know, gives you more points to buy things than silver does, which has more than copper. Um, and you can buy stronger action cards, which I'll talk about in a moment. And then ultimately you can buy victory point cards that are worth more points. So there are provinces, a province is worth six points, a duchy is worth three points, and an estate is worth one point. Um, the words don't matter what they are, but the idea is at the end of the game, when either the province pile is empty, so the pile with them that is worth the most victory points, or any other three piles are empty, whoever has the most victory points in their deck wins the game. And so your turns are based on the ABCs. So when it's your turn... You look at the five cards in your hand, and first, you can do any actions. The first phase is the action phase. Um, In the action phase, you can have a card that says, uh, when you play this, draw a card and gain another action. Or you could play a card that says, play an action twice, or gain three buys, or this is worth multiple, like two coins, two two coins to help you buy other cards. All sorts of things. And this game is built on hundreds of different action cards. Um, 
And so after the action phase, either when you're out of actions or you're out of action cards, you go to the buy phase. And in the buy phase, you buy cards. Um, you start by being able to buy one card, but if you play an action card that says you can buy another card plus one buy, you can then purchase more cards. And then the C is for cleanup. The cleanup phase is where you resolve anything remaining. So sometimes cards will say at the end of your turn, place a card on top of your deck. Um, and you, so you resolve anything that's left and then you discard all of the cards that were in your hand that you played and that you gained. And then you draw five new cards. And so if I did that on my turn, then the next turn would be Hunter's turn. And he would have that same action phase, plays action cards, buy phase, purchases cards, cleanup phase. And as the games, that's the very basic nature of this, this card building game. As, the, um, as there have been more and more expansions that have been added to this game, there have been all sorts of other things that are things like event cards, um, things like the night phase, um, things like allies and favors and all sorts of other pieces. Um, but they still, they're add ons to the base game. So one of the nice things about this game is if you are, uh, when you're playing it, you have 10 different act groups of action cards in front of uh, in the in the middle of the table, and there's always ten, um, unless there's something weird that happens. But it's safe enough to say that most of the time there's ten piles of action cards that you are purchasing from, and that is what equips the game. You've got your ten action cards, you've got your money cards you can buy, right? The gold, silver, and bronze and copper, and then you've got your victory points, um, estate, duchy, province, and then you have these things called curses, which are just negative victory points. So instead of giving you a positive one or positive three or positive six, they give you a negative one. Um, curses are bad. And so then when you play with that, all of a sudden you've got these 10 cards in front of you, these action cards that you can purchase. And so because there are so many different types of action cards and action cards that exist in the base game and in um, additions to the game, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Expansions. Expansions. You can end up having, you could play a hundred games and none of them would look the same because the action cards in the middle of the table would be different every time. So I don't want to go too much further, um, but that's kind of the premise of the game of Dominion. Yeah. Uh, when what was your first experience with Dominion like? I was trying to figure that out today. Um, I think it goes back about eight years or so. Hmm. Um, a group of friends I loved playing board games with in high school. Um, and then after we graduated, and we still play board games together. Um, we, what, one of the members of our group introduced Dominion to the, to the, to the group. Um, and it was kind of one of the very first board games to be added after my favorite board game of all time, Settlers of Catan. Um, which we will definitely discuss at a future time. Um, <laughs> and Hunter's wrong viewpoints of Catan have solely to do with his uh, lack of playing uh, a diversity of expansions. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's bad at it. 
but um, uh-huh. uh, so that was actually the introduction to me. It was one of my friends um, from high school, and um, we I just love this game. I now own the base game and four expansions and an extra little box of cards that allows you to play with five to six players. Um, I have in in some of my box, the boxes, I've got them all open around me. I've got um, like different games we created. They give you like set games that you could play, but then you can like just choose random cards. Um, Like we've got a game that we played on August 12th. I didn't put the year because I didn't think it mattered at the time. Stupid decision. Um, and the game is called Ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was our name for it. Um, um, one is called the the one John ended too early. Um, and there's definitely a story there. Uh, friend John, I think he was like felt like he was in control of the whole game, and he ended it, he emptied one of the piles like a turn before he should have. Mm. Um, and so he didn't win, even though he should have. Yeah. And then another one named after one of my other friends, first win, um, all sorts of fun things. So I, I love this game. Um, and then, um, when Melanie and I lived in Chicago, uh, we played it a lot with friends there, uh, who separately loved it, introduced some new friends to it. I'm pretty sure we played it when we went to see you in Boise, right? Did yeah. We play that. Um, in addition to the Firefly game. Yeah, whenever we're in the same place, we try to play Dominion. Yeah. How about you, Hunter? When, when were you introduced to Dominion? Uh, many years ago. Uh, many moons ago. Yeah. I am terrible at remembering years. Uh, I don't... They come after months. Yeah, I know. But I, I just, I don't know. The way that I remember dates is that I have a couple important dates that I remember. <laughs> and I don't remember anything else. Yeah, no, um, I get that. But it was at a 4th of July gathering that um went to with my family. Um, my parents' college buddies would have it every year, and mm. all the families would come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was one guy who was a little older than me, um, but he went, we just went with him to like a comic book store, like a game, a board game store or something. And he bought it and brought it back and we all played dominion. Oh, cool. Um, and it was like, we had like a group of like five or six people kind of gathered around the game and playing a bunch of rounds and we were all pretty much all learning it at the same time. Oh, that's fun. Which was really fun. Honestly, I think learning Dominion and playing it with people who are also learning it at the same time is like the most fun that you can have with Dominion. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it is it is an endlessly fun game. It's a, it's a, the thing that I love about Dominion um, is it's a sandbox game, um, which means that it, it creates this sandbox where anything can happen. Um, mm. Kind of like, like Halo is one of my favorite video games ever. Um, and Halo is, is kind of a sandbox game as well, where it has a lot of these different elements. But, but you can replay the mission 
like a hundred times and it'll be different every time because there's so many different um, elements in the sandbox interacting mm. and, and dominion is like that with the different cards because um, all the mm. cards, you know, they, they, they give you plus cards, they give you plus buys, they give you plus coins and they have other kind of interactions. Um, but no matter how complex the kingdom is, the basic actions are always the same. Yeah. Like you're always yes. drawing five cards, playing your action cards, buying, and then uh, cleaning up and moving on. And, and that's, that's what I love about Dominion. And I also love that it has a base starting point for everyone. Um, unlike other deck building games like Magic the Gathering, I think is probably the biggest one. You don't build your deck ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes in with the same deck and it's a yeah. level playing field. Yes. Um, Unless you end up with five. Five coppers that yeah, first turn. Yeah, it depends on the kingdom. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it's like a big advantage and sometimes it's it's true. Just a little advantage, you know. But I think what one of those things, exactly what you were saying, Hunter, is um because the cards are different every time, if it stresses you out or if it like makes you anxious or you don't know what to do, because the mechanics of like the other aspects of the game are always the same. It is always a safe money, safe bet to buy money. Right. Um, you use coppers to buy silvers, you use silvers to buy golds, you use golds yeah. to buy provinces. That is always a safe bet. Um, it might not always be the most effective, but it's never, it's never a losing strategy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's always like, you'll always like have a, a shot. Um mm-hmm. Unless there's some like broken card and or landscape, you know, working it, you know, or event and working it yeah. against it. Um, yeah. <laughs> On the subject of broken cards, uh, do you have any favorite cards that you'd like to share? Or I do, in fact. Um, let me grab it out here. Uh, it might be exactly what you call a broken card. Um, it is actually part of my favorite expansion for this game. So one of the things I love about Dominion is that there are extra versions of Dominion that you can add on to it. Um, you use the same base cards, but then you can use whatever action cards you want to. And my favorite addition is called Prosperity. Uh, and in Prosperity, uh, you can hear Andrew's view on it, in addition to the copper silver and gold you can also buy platinum which instead of um instead of costing you know three or six to buy it costs nine Um, and then you can in addition to the other victory points um after provinces there are these things called colonies so you end up with really high scoring cards and points at the end of the game which i think is always really fun and so in that is my favorite card um is probably the most broken card. Well, the, a card that is is worth it in prosperity, and it is uh, King's Court. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Did you think what that is was the most broken card in prosperity? You may play an action card from your hand three times. So if you get this the right timing, um, you can end up you can King's Court a King's Court, which allows you to play. Three cards, three times. Three actions, three times. Uh, which could all of a sudden rack up lots of, of money and points and cards and action. Um, 
It was actually not as broken as Bank is. But uh, uh, Bank gives you that extra buy too. It does. But I feel like you can you can get King's Court and you get one other powerful card, and that's like all you need. But King's Court also costs seven, so it's not yeah. easy to get early. True. Usually by the time you get it and we are using it, the game's already mostly over. And that's one thing I will say about Dominion. Um, I, In my opinion, the, the person who most often wins Dominion, like in, in most games, the person who ultimately comes out on top, I think is the person who is able to figure out the, the right time to start buying victory cards. Um, I think there's like comes a, a turning point in the game where like sometimes you want to be the first person. Sometimes you don't to start purchasing victory cards because the victory cards are what, you know, ultimately wins in the game. And so, and kind of an early adaptation, like thought would be, Oh, you buy victory cards right away. But the problem is victory cards. Most of the time don't allow you to, get more cards or get more money. So they end up diluting your deck. Mm -hmm. So you end up with these hands where you have like a copper and four victory cards and you can't purchase anything, which has happened to me so many times. Mm -hmm. But you, Hunter, what do you think? What do you think? What's your favorite card or what what, we can share more of your beef about prosperity (laughs) or what do you want? Yeah. I mean, my, my problem with prosperity is that it has a lot of, broken cards um and sometimes like if you don't know ahead of time that you want to get those cards and you don't get them you get so left in the dust uh (laughs) if you don't get on the train and it just makes the margins of victory so large and when you when you lose it just it just makes you feel terrible um hunter does not like playing prosperity with me (laughs) Um, and I don't know. I like, I like the, the more kind of, I like building more of a whole deck that works mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. with synergy rather than just buying a couple big cards. Um, yeah. but I, I gotta say, Hunter, I've got some friends that when they play dominion, aren't in it as much to win as to build like the coolest deck. Yeah. And and that can be a, that's a different strategy because sometimes building the best deck is not by building the the deck that's most likely to win. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, because I really like Dominion, but I also I think because I like it so much, I also get really salty when I lose because <laughs> I tell people this is my favorite board game. <laughs> Therefore, I should be really good at this board game, right? But the truth is I just don't put in the time to be a competitive dominion player. And I don't see myself like ever really (laughs) putting in that much time and practice. Like I've been following this guy on YouTube. He, he does like the daily dominion every day and he wins every time. Um, What? Every time? Every, almost every time. He spends way too much time thinking about this. Yeah. And, but he plays in like the dominion league and stuff. Um, There's a dominion league. Yeah. Yeah. On the online dominion.games um there's a league and they have a tournament every year too but um 
And that, like, I have to say, is keep like that on the DL. It's next level. Like watching him play. Um, like advanced dominion strategy is insane. Like there are some uh, kingdoms where you can build around a mega turn, where you build up to build your deck and you basically win in a single turn. Um, and it depends on certain cards that maybe give you plus buys, uh, like bridge, uh, bridge gives you a plus buy and it also makes everything on the table cost one less, but not less than Mm. zero. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so, and then like, I forget, Mm -hmm. I forget how you do it, but if you are able to play like a couple bridges or like King's court, a bridge, um, and it's possible to do if you have enough draw and enough actions, like you can essentially make it so that provinces cost zero or like one, and then you'll have enough buys to just buy all the provinces in one turn. Um, <laughs> this is one of those challenges of this is one of the benefits of playing Dominion online is it automatically does the things for you when you play in it like with friends on a table sometimes. Like it just takes a moment to be like, okay, I king's courted that. (laughs) There are three of them now, and now it it, it can get really funny. You're like, no, which order did I do that? Like, Mm -hmm. does that matter? And that's why I say it, and I I believe this in any any game. Whenever I teach a game, I try to tell people, teach people the correct order to play cards, Mm -hmm. because most of the time the order doesn't matter. But sometimes it matters so much. Yeah. And if you're used to playing it the correct way, even though it's maybe a little bit annoying and takes a little bit more time, you know, it's not like Euchre, you're throwing your cards in at the end. Mm. It will lead to like a more full experience. Like bank is an example because bank, it gives you a, it's worth a coin for every um, money card you have in front of you. So if you play it first, it's only worth one because of itself. But if you play it eighth, it's worth eight. And so like the ordering matters. Um, and that's some of the nitty gritty bits of myself that makes people not want to play these with me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm a rule follower with games as well. I'm very strict. Um, because people make rules for a reason, usually. Mm. Um, yeah. But learn a lot about us there. Maybe that's why we're friends. We both like following rules. <laughs> both really bad at breaking yeah. rules. Yeah, I, I have two cards yeah. I want to share. Um, yeah, two. One, one is my my favorite card of all time is the Humble Village. Okay. In the base expansion, because my favorite way to play Dominion is to build an engine. And an engine is when you buy a bunch of cards that work really well together and you are able to keep drawing your deck and keep playing cards. One card, two actions. And the village gives you plus one card and plus two actions. Sorry. So you... you, What? Sorry, I I got into your your spotlight. I'm going (laughs) to stop talking. (laughs) And it it costs three coins. And three coins you have... Are guaranteed to have at the start so you can start building your engine right away with the village uh, and it gives you plus one card and plus two actions 
So you play the village, you draw a card from your deck, and then you have two actions more. So if you have smithy. Yeah, if you have like a smithy, you play the village, plus one card, plus two actions, play the smithy. Smithy lets you draw three cards. And because you have that extra action from the village, if you draw more action cards with your smithy, you can just keep playing action cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my favorite thing to do in Dominion is just build mm-hmm. an engine. And I think that's why I lose sometimes is because I just, I love the cards so much. Um, and I love the way that they interact that I just, I just want to keep <laughs> building my deck and making an engine. And I don't want to buy those annoying uh, terminal victory cards. Um, they're terminal because you draw them and they do nothing for you. <laughs> they're just unless, yeah, yeah. What I think there's some commentary there about like buying land and territory and what is mm-hmm. all, what what's it all worth really? What mm-hmm. does it do for you? Yeah, I mean, this is a game about expansion, and it can only expand so far, and then everything dies and ends. But another card that I wanted to spotlight. Uh, is actually one that I don't have. It is Tragic Hero from the Nocturne mm. expansion. And I wanted to show this card because there is a lot of storytelling that happens with the cards. They're very well thought out. Like each expansion has kind of a theme and the way that they are named and illustrated um, and even the way that they work goes with the theme. Um, so like tragic hero gives you plus three cards and plus one buy. But if you draw more than, I think five cards into your, if you have more than eight cards in hand, uh, then you have to trash the tragic hero, which means when a card goes into the trash, it can't be bought or used again. Yeah. If you, if you have eight or more cards in hand, which I think is just a great, way to really creative way to tell a story with a uh, a card i think that's an important thing to kind of note hunter actually uh, two two things i wanted to go from there is we, we were about stories and storytellers and i think somebody can hear a board game or card based game and be like that's that's a game that's not a story or a storyteller and the, the real joy about playing a board game, and, and I would say the, what makes board games and, and card building games so much fun is when you can be with other people mm-hmm. and sit down at the same table and like tell a story together. Um, I have spent so much time laughing and joking around tables with you, Hunter, and with, with friends. Um, and you know, playing Dominion. Uh, and each time you're playing it, it's a different story. And sometimes the stories are really frustrating when you randomize the cards and you're like, <laughs> oh my goodness, no card, no, none of these cards give you an extra buy or you know, more than one action. So this game's just gonna go on forever. Um, yeah. You know, and then it gets really late and like you're playing and you're like, oh, I don't even my brain stopped working. Um, but like it, it's it's part of the storytelling. Um and being there together. And I, I uh, just kind of a funny anecdote on that. Um, I've got a, about four or five friends from high school that I play, I've been playing board games with since high school. Um, so uh, over a decade. 
And we, Dominion is on our rotation uh, of mm-hmm. games. And I, one, one thing that comes particularly to mind is we went to one of my friend's places uh, a few years ago now. And we, we moved, there were four of us there and we moved between three different tables that we had set up in his house or in his place, instead of like choosing, like you know, playing a game and then putting it away and playing a different game. Uh, we had a game weekend. And so we just rotated, we'd play a game of like dominion and then we'd rotate to the settles of Catan space. And then we'd rotate to the pandemic legacy space or like whatever and so we were just like we'd all get up together and move and sit down together and play our next game and then clean up and then get up and go to the next one uh you know it was so much fun uh and like i'm telling stories about it you know we we talked i shared kind of the the bit from out of the silent planet last week about Mm -hmm. kind of part of the story is the telling of it um, yeah. And so I wanted to say that. And then I also wanted to say, I am sure that there are people out there that are not board game people that just don't understand how people can spend $40, $60, $80 on a bunch of cards. Um, <laughs> and one of the things, I mean, the, the first part is that, that storytelling piece I was just talking to you about. But the other really kind of cool thing about higher quality board games is that they come with higher quality um, materials. <laughs> uh, so like, this is just kind of a random thing. Like one of the things that's always surprised me and I've, I've really appreciated about Dominion, about other ones is like, there are these, these um, victory tokens you can get. So instead of victory mm-hmm. point cards, you can get these tokens and they, I'm, I'm holding the bag. You can hear the bag. Uh, kind of jingling in front of me. I kind of feel like uh, somebody in the olden days, uh, like jingling their their, their coin purse um, in an intense and foreboding way. Yeah. Um, like it's heavy. Like, like yeah. there, there's actual pieces of metal, um, and like the 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 little mats that you can put some of your coins on, or the trash things. Like they're they're made of higher quality pieces. So I I just. I appreciate that about about uh, Dominion, um, and like even the boxes are are set up to like be able to handle cards, and like they're nice. Um, so yeah, I will say the storage uh, with Dominion when you have a bunch of expansions, uh, it's a lot of boxes. It's like having you know, <laughs> if you have five expansions, it's like having five different board games to store. What I ended up doing is I actually <laughs> cut some pieces and uh, made some like cardboard uh, rows in one box, and I fit like all uh, four or five of my expansions in the one box. The box is so heavy though; it's like it is twenty yeah, pounds. It's heavy, but maybe not twenty pounds. It saves saves space, and I think the other thing is that when you like. If I want to treat myself or like people ask me what I want for a birthday or something, I'll say like, get me a Dominion expansion that I don't have. Uh, and I, mm. I usually, I buy one like every few years or so. Um, 
And it's nice because you can get used to playing with that expansion and get to know the cards and stuff. Uh, and then, you know, when you want to get a new one, you can get a new one. And there's so much replay value um, mm-hmm. that it's, I, that's one of the other things about Domain that I think yeah. has a lot of value because the, the cards are so different and you can combine them in so many different ways mm-hmm. uh, that every time you buy an expansion, it adds that much more variety um, to your Dominion games. Well, Hunter, we said at the beginning that we'd kind of jump into playing the uh, playing a game of, of Dominion. Um, before we do that, I wanted to make two notes. Uh, the first is I, I was kept talking about action cards earlier um, as being the 10 cards in the middle of your your of the table. Uh, that is not the correct mm-hmm. wording. Uh, the correct wording is kingdom cards. There are always 10 kingdom mm-hmm. cards, which is a group of what, 8 or 12? 10? 10. There are 10 groups of 10. That makes sense. 10 groups of 10 cards in the middle of the table. Um, they're kingdom cards. Most of them are, are action cards, but they could also be other victory point cards or, or coins, money cards, or attack cards, or reaction cards, or knight cards. Uh, did I miss any? I'm sure I missed a couple. Um, duration cards. And treasures. Treasures, yes. Not coin, treasures. Um, and or something could be both a treasure and an action or it, yeah and attacking mm-hmm. cards so it, there's all sorts of things this is kind of the space of it can get kind of confusing uh if you're all of a sudden being introduced to an entire new concept um but that was mm-hmm. the first point the second point is the stories that the short story that is told at the beginning of each rule uh, set of rules um, for each of the expansions is always hilarious and so i'm going to read my favorite one it's just one paragraph long <laughs> um but it's from the um the nocturne expansion and i will just say this up front i have yet to ever read this through without laughing part of the way through so <laughs> <clears throat> you've always been a night person Lately, you've even considered becoming a vampire. There are a lot of advantages. You don't age. You don't have to see yourself in mirrors anymore. If someone asks you to do something, you can just turn into a bat and then say, Sorry, I'm a bat. (laughs) There are probably some downsides, though. You always think of the statue in the town square that came to life and now works as the tavern barmaid. The pedestal came to life, too. So she has to hop around. (laughs) The village blacksmith turns into a wolf whenever there's a full moon. When there's a crescent moon, he turns into a chihuahua. That's how this (laughs) stuff goes sometimes. Still, when you breathe in the night air, you feel ready for anything. (laughs) Oh, Donald. I feel like they just don't edit these at all. Like he just writes them and they, you know. Straight, straight from is Donald, it, who's who's the okay. creator. Is, is, I always thought that was an and sign, like an ampersand between them. But is it? Is it oh, Donald X. Dacarino? Oh, Dacarino. I always thought it was like um, like you know, like Donald and Dacarino Law, you know, like that type of thing. I I always oh. read that X as like the and symbol. 
and percent, right? That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think it's an X. That makes so much sense. Huh. Wow, you don't know when you don't know. Yeah, or you don't pay attention to at least. Well, Hunter, let's try playing a game. Um, uh, okay. We are. Do you uh, want to share how this is going to be accessible? Yeah, so I'm recording my screen. I'm going to record our game. I'm going to switch over there now. And I'm going to put the video on Patreon. Um, the link is in on, on the website. If you go to the website of the podcast, there's a link there for the, for the Patreon. And you can see the video and watch us play Dominion. And I have no idea how this is going to go. Um, We're going to try and keep the podcast running but, too. So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but we're going to do some base game. Oh no, this is a base game in Seaside. Actually, Seaside. Um, this is the Templegate Games Dominion. Uh, which came out fairly recently. Um, there's an online Ship one. Is moving. <clears throat> They're both free the, for the base game. And then the Templegate one has one expansion free each week, uh, which is pretty nice. And they also have a daily Dominion that's kind of like a daily crossword. And they also have this hard AI, which is actually pretty yeah, good. Really, like it's really it's, it's Yeah, it's challenging. Um, and they designed it with AI, actually. Uh, hmm. They used like machine learning <laughs> to make this dominion AI. Um, but apparently it hasn't got everything yet because the guy I've been watching usually beats it quite easily. Um, not always, but so there's, you know, dominion has a pretty high learning curve. I think, um, this is fun. I'm like once you get to a certain point, I feel like it gets harder and harder to get better. Like you figure out trashing, you figure out, um, it's your turn, by oh, the way, Eric. we're waiting for me to go? Okay. It says, th oh, so yeah. I have three days to respond. That's what it's saying. What did you do? Did you buy something? I, did you go? No, oh, I'm no, just no. going for the first time. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I, I can hear the oh, that is so the action things. Did it, did it come in? Yeah, I'm going to turn the sound yeah, down. It's, it makes this um, yeah. settings. You can, you can yeah, turn I'm the turn sound down. Great. Music is off. Sound is off. The world is big. And your kingdom uh, small. And if you, is it right small when compared to the world event? that is? Yes, it's moderate size when compared to other kingdoms. Yeah, um, but in a big world like okay, this one, big when compared to smaller worlds anyway, if such things exist, it's moderate so, size when compared to worlds of roughly the same size. And a little small when compared to worlds just a little larger. Well, to make a long story short, short when compared to longer stories anyway, it is time to stretch your borders. You've heard of far-off I mean, places, I'm exotic countries, where they have pancakes but not waffles, where the people wear the wrong number of shirts, and don't even have a word for the look two people give each other when they each hope that the other will do something that they both want done, but which neither of them wants to do. It is to these lands that you now turn your gaze. Yeah, so like one of the first things that I learned that helped me get better is trashing. 
Chapel puts you trash the four cards, and these cards, the coppers and estates, are pretty low value. Um, when you draw them, they, they just take up space in the deck. This is my whole deck. (laughs) Because you trashed my golds. (laughs) Do you have any left? No. (laughs) Yep. This is exactly. Do you want to get up to seven?